0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you
2: for tuning in for another episode of The Hog Talk. Help us get our message out by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast platform. Once you've subscribed, be sure to share with all of your fellow Hog fans on social media. Bring Morgan in
3: motion again. Brandon gets the snap. He's going to keep the football into the end zone. Yes! Arkansas wins. The Razorbacks win. The Razorbacks have won the football game. Brandon Allen with the two-point conversion and the Hogs win it, 53 to 52. The final on an epic day in Oxford, Mississippi.
1: The Yellow Jacket Drive-In is the hub of downtown Sheridan, Arkansas. They are the home of the Hubcap Cheeseburgers. They'll give you crinkle cut french fries that will tease your palates. The tastiest shakes in the state at 100 North Rock Street in Sheridan, Arkansas. They are family owned, fast service, and the folks of the Yellow Jacket are ready to see you. Call in your order ahead at 870-942-2486. Shelby Taylor Trucking is the leading timber company in the business. If you need your lane cleared today, Call them at eight seven zero nine four two seven two eight eight.
3: Somewhere
0: around ten minutes.
3: No, that's fine. However, whatever you guys need is fine. That'll okay. Be
0: fine. Now, we appreciate you being on, Chuck. I, I really appreciate you. It well, I'm happy means to do it.
3: Happy to do it. Okay. Give
0: yeah, you guys so, encouragement.
2: It's, it's not easy to get started. I know it's not. Oh my gosh, we uh, we've been trying to. You know, we've got pretty good reach on social media, and yeah. We've kinda of blown up. We're just our next thing that we're battling is trying to get a press pass and we've been dealing with Kyle parkerson at the WFA. of A and <laughs> Good luck. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. That's about all I know to tell you. You know, it's funny. I was uh when I started I was in my late twenties and I uh, back back then there was a thing called sports ticker. This was back before the internet and sports ticker you would like call them on an eight hundred number every Ten minutes, and give them a score update. And if your team was good, sometimes they call you. They pay you like ten or fifteen dollars a time that you call them. Wow! And so that's how I got my first press pass. And we were really good in basketball back then. This was
0: when we were on a run when no one had
3: it going. And so uh, I'd make about a hundred bucks a game just okay. calling in scores and stuff. And uh, but I didn't. Uh, You know, when I first started my talk show, I didn't get a press pass for years and years and years off that show. Wow. I got them for other reasons, but not because of that show. I was working on the network, so I got them. But talk shows back then, nobody got passes, and the thought of issuing a pass to a social media site was just unheard of, and now it's more commonplace, and I'm sure if you guys keep going and gain credibility, you'll, you'll eventually... They'll eventually say yes to you.
2: We can only we can only hope and pray.
3: <laughs> well, at some point it'll happen. You just keep plugging,
4: but
2: you know they're Taint- not
3: gonna they're not gonna give them out right away.
2: Yeah, can't miss. gotta staying
3: power. Gotta have a little staying power.
2: That's true. Yeah, we started. Uh, I started talking with them about a year ago. Yeah, file, and it's just kind of been an ongoing process. But hey, at least you know. Hearing from you, that's actually, you know, that, that uh, makes you me just, feel you, a little you, better.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're not going through anything everybody else didn't go through, and I don't, and, and and you shouldn't think that you are. I mean, that's just, you know, you just gotta. I mean, honestly, if I issued to press pass to everybody that started a website. There would be a lot of guys that had press passes for about half a season, and when the business went under, they'd have to go collect them. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with you all, but I'm saying that's kind of what's happened to some. And so that's uh, – but you guys show you got a little stay in power, and eventually it will happen.
2: Okay. We'll do that. We'll keep at it. We're hustling. I know that. We're getting I know
3: after. you are. I know you are. I know it's
0: tough to start. Well,
2: Jacob – uh comes
0: from. He knows where it comes from. Hard work. Oh, yeah. Um so, go ahead Ty.
2: Are you ready to hit the record button? Are we ready to yeah, Whenever no. you're ready. Yes, yeah. Whenever you're ready.
0: Uh I'm just gonna say uh since this is uh, since the recording right, you know, I'm gonna uh go on and say welcome back to the Hog Talk Podcast, episode sixteen. And with us on the line is Voice of the Razorback's Chuck Barrett, And then we'll uh start uh give you a couple of topics maybe. Uh okay. it's it's loose, maybe a That's loose script. Uh, maybe tell us about how uh, you got started as a Razor. Okay. Uh, That'll be fun. And uh, maybe your favorite moment since you've been, uh, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball. and Okay. Uh, maybe a couple of others that the other guys have. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. Chuck, does it ever get old eating at the catfish hole every week? <laughs> you know,
4: that's
3: a diet wrecker, man. Every Wednesday night I have to, like, eat tomorrow the other days of the week so I can go in there and peg out.
0: That's oh, your man. cheat meal. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right.
2: I I'll tell you what. I
3: out when it's over.
2: Yeah, I used to work at marketing for Sam's Club, and I, I got to know Pat Jenkins pretty well. Yeah. And uh, rest his soul, man. He yeah, was a, he's hoot. a good dude. He guy. was.
0: Look, working at the Yellow Jacket Drive-In down here in Sheridan with my in-laws. You got to watch what you eat too there. So uh, I know how it feels.
3: Yeah. Well, it's uh, Pat was a good dude. Pat was a good guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get in there and get started. All right. uh, Give me about five seconds here. Welcome back to episode number 16 of the Hog Talk Podcast. With us on the line is the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett. Chuck, how are you doing tonight, sir? Well, I'm doing well. It's good to be with you guys. Hope you're doing well, too.
4: Doing real good, sir. Thank you. It's it, it's This is uh, Porter here, and I'll it, it, uh, speak on behalf of the other guys. It's a real honor to have the voice of the Razorbacks on, on the Hog Talk podcast with us.
3: Well, you're Ooh. not to say that. This is a fun time of year. Everybody's excited and people are talking about football and uh, this is when it's fun.
2: Absolutely. Excited to get this thing going for sure. I know it's, uh, we can sit here and talk about it. I know those guys on the field are ready to stop hitting each other and ready to go take it out on somebody else.
3: <laughs> well, I don't think there's any question. I mean, you know, the, the way the calendar falls this year, you have three weeks of camp before classes start. So, you know, classes aren't underway until this week so uh you know game week modes the first week of class and sometimes you like to have that first week of class out of the way before you get into game week but calendar fell a little different this year so that's kind of what they've gone up against
0: let me
2: uh chuck you're absolutely right it's uh it's bizarre starting this early my dad and i were having this conversation not long ago he thought he thought man that's just too soon to have portland state in, <laughs> in august <laughs> i wanted to ask you um we know how last year went, you know, 2-10 and 10 was kind of tough to swallow. But based on what you saw last year, what do you think stood out the most in terms of the, the things that they needed to work on? What what to you stood out the absolute most, the biggest thing that they absolutely have to get right in order to right the ship in 2019?
3: Well, this is going to be a real general statement, but I think they needed a roster makeover. Uh, and that's exactly what they had you know nobody in the SEC is going to have more freshmen on their roster than Arkansas this year there's no roster in the SEC that's got a higher percentage of freshmen than the Razorbacks do and a lot of times when you have a new coach come in you do have roster turnover and you know the guys that are in uh, that are all in they stay with you And the guys that aren't they move on to other things and that's kind of what's happened here so I really think that was the biggest thing. I I think the cupboard was there. Uh, There's a reason you fire a coach, and uh, it's because you're not doing well and because you're not recruited well and because the prospects for the future don't look good, and that's why they made a change. And so, you know, Chad inherited uh, what he inherited last year. But um, I think the biggest thing was just a roster makeover, changing the culture, uh, I think this second time around, everybody knows what's expected. Uh, I can tell you that this is a much different football team than the one we saw lose 38 to nothing to Missouri at the end of the year. And I don't know how many wins that's going to add up to, but people are going to see a different football team this year than what
2: they saw last year. Have you ever, in your time, and falling the Razorbacks, whether it was calling the Hogs, play-by-play, play-by-play, or doing local radio here? Have you ever seen this big of a change in terms of guys transferring in and out, and then obviously the you've got the incoming freshmen and, and what have you? Have you ever seen this big of a of a turnover and, and a change with the football program?
3: Well, there was a pretty big roster turnover when uh, Petrino came in. Uh, it, it wasn't quite as immediate, and you know that that situation was a little bit different because. You know, he inherited some pretty good players from Arkansas. You know, you think about that that group from Arkansas that really was so good when he was here. That was kind of an advantage he had, and Chad really didn't inherit that. So in terms of the guys that are going to touch the football, it's going to be a whole new group. Um, You know, depending upon what personnel group they start with Saturday, there's a chance that all 11 players on offense could be different than the 11 starters that began the season opener a year ago. So um, that's a long answer to your question, and the answer (laughs) is no. I've I've not seen it before. I've seen it close, but I've not seen it quite like this.
4: And Chuck, I kind of want to touch on something that, you know, not too many people, you know, talking about. I mean, they're talking about the – the the decision to go ahead and name a starting quarterback. But I, I kinda wanna ask you like how much pressure do you think, you know, Coach Morris realizes on this year because everybody I mean not are looking ahead to next year, but you see the possible wins you have this year compared to what's on next year's schedule. So so how important do you think it is for him to get it right this year moving forward? Well, I think you've
3: got to continue to make progress, and uh, um, it's it's time for a lot of the things that you've been able to do off the field to show themselves on the field. Uh, they have changed the culture. They have recruited better. Um, they've got a uh, what I would call a more coachable uh, team, for lack of a better way to put it. And 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 that's you know that's from what the head coach instills. So I think every coach feels a lot of pressure. It's major college football, it's the SEC, and, and you either win Saturday or, or, or people are, you know, they're, they're asking for your head. And that's just how it works. And it's why you sign up and why you make the big money. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a certain amount of pressure this year, but I think there is any time. But but now I'll say this about Chad Morris, and, and, and I've said this before. I've, um, you know, I, I – I've been privileged over the years. I, I get a pretty unique perspective with these Razorback coaches, and, and I, I, I'm not going to say I understand what they think, but, but I see them in some moments that maybe others don't. And I can tell you, I have never seen Chad Flinch. I have never seen him uh, even begin to show a chink in his armor. Uh, now we're not there yet, and nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to believe it until we get there. And I understand that, and that's as it should be, but. I will tell you, he is certain of his steps. He's certain that what he's doing is, is is the right thing to do. And I've never seen him waver on that, either on the field or, you know, when, when I've talked to him in the office or when we do his radio show or his television show. And I'm going to tell you, it's not easy doing that TV show time after time when you're 2-10 and 10 <laughs> and 0-8. That ain't fun. Oh, um, man.
4: I, that never a little to yeah. I
3: never saw him flinch. I never saw him flinch, though. And 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 my point with Chad is, is, is he has stayed the course. But I do think this year, it's it's uh, you know you want to see results on the field. You want to win some football games.
0: So speaking of football games, what was it like switching over to the Razorback play-by-play guy for football? Well, it was under
3: tragic circumstances, and I right. think that's mm-hmm. the thing that, that, that stands out just from a, you know, from a personal level. I mean, Paul was our friend, and mm-hmm. Paul was my friend, and, and, you know, I had worked on the football broadcast since 1994, and uh, so I'd known Paul a long time, and um, look, I I grew up in Arkansas, and I worked at the radio station in Clarksville when I was 16 years old, and um, I, uh, uh, I promise you, I started at the bottom. Uh, my job in high school was running the local radio station for the Razorback game, playing those commercials for Bob's Grocery Store. Um, that's how I started. And so, you know, to have an opportunity to do it, I, I mean, it's, uh, I, it's a privilege. I'm an Arkansas boy. And, and uh, if you told me when I was 16 years old that I could do it for one day, I would have said that's that's a pretty good deal, and and I've gotten to do it for a long time now, and I uh, uh, I'm just real fortunate to get to do it, very very blessed, and and uh, have enjoyed a lot of great moments.
2: I had I had to say this, Chuck. When you uh, when you were on radio, I listened to you a lot. My dad obviously we we listened to we listened to you talk all the time, and and I have to say, Chuck, I got a little upset with you back in the early two thousands, late nineties. Because you wanted to talk about your cowboys, even though my Rams were absolutely <laughs> killing it, and I actually called into your radio station and I said, "Chuck, why don't you talk about my Rams a little more?"
3: <laughs> were the Rams in St. Louis then? Were they still yeah. in St. Louis? Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I I converted when they moved from Los Angeles because you know we're all Cardinals fans, and right. I wanted an NFL team to root for. So naturally, I was at that age where football was a big deal, and I became a Razorback fan, or a uh, Ram fan and it was tough the first few years in St. Louis, and and uh, yeah, they got they actually got pretty good with Warner and Folk and all those guys. And uh, I can remember, you know, cowboy fans around here were were just tickled to have their cowboys on on TV all the time on Fox. And my Rams, I had to I had to do everything in my power.
3: <laughs> you to, know, I uh,
2: I love doing
3: that show, and uh, that that period there was a time when. Uh, You know, if you're a talk show host, let's just be honest, if you're a talk show host, um, a team like the Dallas Cowboys is just perfect for a talk show host, especially Mm -hmm. when they're doing well, because everybody either loves the Cowboys or hates the Cowboys, (laughs) so uh, there's, there's, there's not a lot of middle ground, and nobody's in the gray area, they either love them or hate them, and so... If you're going to talk about a team on a talk show, I've always believed you got to talk about the team. There's a lot of people that love and a lot of people that hate. And, uh, the Cowboys were always that team. Now, you know, right now it's a whole different deal. Times passed, things have <laughs> changed, but you know, back 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 then, it was uh, it sure was a fun topic to talk about on the show.
4: Yeah. So, kind so, of touching on the the, the uh, switching from your. Talk show too when you started doing your play by play, and you know, Mr. Eels, you know, his oh my was signature. Now you've come out, you know, your signature is touchdown Arkansas. Is is that something that, like, all right, I got to practice over and over in the mirror trying to get that, you know, that down pat, or was it just something that just come to you naturally?
3: Well, you know, Paul made
4: touchdown Arkansas,
3: oh my, his own. And uh, um, I think anybody that adds the oh my, I'm I'm, I'm not sure that'd be appropriate. But you know, Bud Campbell said, "Touchdown, Arkansas." Dave Woodman, Sam Smith. Uh, you guys aren't old enough to remember listening to them, but I am, and 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 there's a <laughs> lot of people that are. And that was kind of always what uh, uh, you yeah, know, just kind of what's always been been said over the years. Um, you know, the the thing that was fortunate for me was. Now, I started doing baseball play-by-play in 1992. And um, the first year that I worked on the football network was 1994. I hosted the scoreboard show, uh, which aired after the ball games, And then the next year in 95, I moved into the booth and started hosting the pregame shows then. So I, I, I had such an advantage that I had to you know, i had done 15 years of play-by-play with baseball. i would traveled with teams. i would worked with coaches, and I knew how to do it. And um, I, I, I had worked with everyone in the football booth for over 10 years, just in a different capacity. So the transition was real easy from that standpoint. Um, it was obviously more difficult because of the fact that you knew you were replacing an icon that couldn't be replaced and, and that um, – that it happened under such tragic circumstances.
4: Um,
3: You know, these are the kinds of jobs that most people don't give up. And so generally when you start, you're succeeding someone who's died either by natural causes or by tragic circumstances. Um, And, and, and so um, it's not unusual as we've seen in other instances for someone to come in in that circumstance and, um, but it was, you know, it, it was, it's was. it been so long ago I forget a lot of the details, but I do remember that first game like it was yesterday, and I don't think I'd ever been so scared in my life.
0: <laughs> Final question here for you, Chuck. Uh, what is your, whether it's basketball, baseball, or football, what's been your favorite Razorback moment to call? Well, in terms of
3: play-by-play, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different for each sport. Now, for me in football, uh, my first year of doing the play-by-play was '07, And we beat LSU in triple overtime in Baton Rouge. And they ended up winning the national championship. It was the last game of the year, and everybody thought LSU was out of it. But things kind of fell in the bowl games. And we had the BCS back then, and they ended up winning it with two losses. Only time a national champion's been crowned with two losses and um, but Arkansas beat them in triple overtime down there, I think that's the greatest game I've ever seen. We had McFadden and Jones and Hillis, among others, and the defenses were just worn out by the end, and it was just big play after
2: big play, and
3: it's a great game, and and, um, I'll always remember it. I'll always remember it. I think it's the best game I've seen. I loved the game at Ole Miss because the way it ended just – you know, it, 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 I don't know that iconic's the right word, but it's one of those moments that's going to live for a while. And so I like that part of it. Basketball, just, you know, since I've done the play-by-play, I'm going to tell you, there's been some lean years. Um, <laughs> you know, Qualls' dunk at the buzzer to beat Kentucky yes. was a special moment. Um, oh, man. That, that that was just a really, really special moment. Um, and, and And I'll always remember that. I had so many of them in baseball. I mean, I did baseball for 23 years. And, um, you know, Toops' home run in 04 um, that, that helped Arkansas win that regional and send them to Omaha in Dave's second year. Baseball really became a statewide sport that day. It it, it, it had not been before that. There was, you know, some interest statewide, but that game and that weekend changed everything. And, and um, um, so... I remember that. I loved going to Omaha. I loved the College World Series. Regret that I never got to call a national championship, but um, Bill's going to get to because that's coming. And uh, um, but uh, you know those would be the ones that stand out. But you know, I'm going to tell you there there there've been just so many so many great moments, and I can't tell you the number of times that I've looked around and just thought to myself and I've remembered you know, being at Clarksville High School, working at the Dairy King and (laughs) K-O-Y-R and thinking to myself, man, if you told me I could be here for, you know, just one ball game, I'd have said, man, I could die tomorrow and it would have been a full life. So, there have just been so many great moments and um, those would be a few but there have been a lot more than that.
0: Yeah. Well, Chuck, we appreciate you coming in and and talking with us and really, really appreciate you.
1: Uh, Guys, thanks
0: for Porter, having me. Yeah. Ty, Porter, do y'all have anything to say to, to Chuck before we sign off here? No,
2: just what, just what Jacob said. Thanks a lot, Chuck, for stopping by, taking a little bit of time out of your day. We know your schedule this time of year is absolutely crazy. No, it's about to
3: get busy. It's about to get fun. And I'm looking forward to Saturday.
0: Absolutely. So, tell us th- this is, you just have to say it. Before Saturday, just, just say touchdown Arkansas. For touchdown
3: us. Arkansas. How about that?
0: Wow, there That's we go. On yes, Saturday. Saturday. There,
4: there
2: we go. A lot.
0: Boy, if that do not
4: get course. you fired up, I don't know what will.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go, boys.
0: Get the right, on me. Let's yeah. go. Thanks for joining us, Chuck.
3: All right, guys. Thanks for asking. Nothing no problem.
0: problem. Welcome to the Hog Talk
1: Reactive, everybody. This is Jacob Davies, your host. We're going to talk a few minutes about the FPI, Football Power Index ESPN puts out for each team each week with percentages of of their chances to win. Arkansas moved down in virtually every single group against every single team, whether it's on the road or at home, whether it's a non-conference opponent or a conference opponent. Arkansas has moved down percentage-wise from where they were predicted to do in preseason. Last year, Arkansas finished two and ten, but they were predicted in the preseason of the FBI to go five and seven. Obviously, we didn't go five and seven. We lost coin flips to LSU and Ole Miss. We lost uh, two uh, non-conference games that we were predicted to win in North Texas and Colorado State. We know how it went, but Arkansas was predicted to go five and seven last year. This year, I mean, ESPN and FBI was not very kind to us. Arkansas is looking to, to upset an Ole Miss team, according to S, the ESPN-FBI. Ole Miss is favored to win by 80%. Last year, uh, this game was predicted to be a 49.2% favorite for Arkansas to win. And Arkansas was up 33-24, with five minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, and we all know how, how it ended. A lot of fans were upset. A lot of fans couldn't... Couldn't realize how far the Hogs have fallen to lose in Little Rock to a team you had nailed in the coffin, only for them to come back. Okay, so so here we are again. We're going to their house this time. Arkansas is looking to to upset a team that went 0-1 last week against Memphis. In a 15-10 to loss, Ole Miss did look good. Their their quarterback uh, Matt Corral wasn't wasn't up to par. Didn't look uh, like he would be uh, suggested his recruiting ranking. But Ole Miss's defense looked good. La'Kia Henry uh, and and several other guys in the secondary played outstanding. A guy that had over a 150 passer efficiency rating according to ESPN. As far as quarterbacks go, he was at a 113. Modest, but not great. Modest, but not anywhere near matching what he was the season ago. So what's Arkansas have to do as as far as to upset Ole Miss this weekend? Well, Ben Hicks has, has to play well, and if he doesn't play well, you're going to have to put Nick Starkel in. Starkle doesn't play well. What do you do after that? Do you put K.J. Jefferson in? John Stephen Jones, who whatever quarterback it is that plays on Saturday, they're going to have to have a pass efficiency rating higher than an 83 that Star- uh, not Starkle, but but uh, Ben Hicks put up this past weekend. As unacceptable as the performance was on Saturday, whether Coach Morris wants to put it as vanilla uh, offense or not, Arkansas is going to have to have better quarterback play because there's no reason that Arkansas shouldn't have been up 35-6 to 6 on Saturday going into halftime. There, You can't tell me that there was no excuse for them to be up 17-6 to 6 at halftime on Saturday versus Portland State, an FCS team that was predicted to be 13th in their league of the Big Sky Conference. No, there's not. Arkansas has got a lot to prove. Yeah, I think there might they might open it up. But you know, is Ben Hicks going to be bringing on his guys along his wide receivers, Traylon Burks, and 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 uh, Trey Bur- or Trey Trey Knox? You better hope so. Are those guys going to be ready for week two against an SEC opponent whose pass defense is getting better under Mike McIntyre, their defensive coordinator at Ole Miss? You better hope so, because this is going to be an issue. It's been a long line issue. That Arkansas's offense hasn't been able to move the ball or be able to uh get separation off the line of scrimmage at wide receiver. Somebody's gotta have to get open. Is Jordan Jones gonna be healthy and ready to go? Is CJ O'Grady gonna be a matchup problem? You better hope so. Having Hudson Henry back? Is is he is 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 he gonna be able to play this Saturday? He's not in the depth chart. Are your playmakers going to be able to make plays? Is Rakeem Boyd, obviously he was ready Saturday. Obviously, Dev Wawaley and, and 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 Chase Hayden weren't. Are you going to have a Grayson Yunner out there ready to go? Are you going to have Chase Harrell out there uh, with glue on his hands to stop from, uh, stop from dropping the ball? You better hope so. These are the kind of questions that Arkansas has going on in offense right now. That's the thing. If Arkansas is going to move the ball, it's going to be a total team effort from the offense. They're going to have to go. They're, they're going to have to figure it out. I think Rakeem Boyd at running back is going to be okay. They're going to have to give him about 20-plus carries to uh, on this Saturday. This Saturday, he's going to have to carry the ball 20-plus times, hopefully over 100 yards. And in recent seasons, I mean, people have had success moving the ball, running against Ole Miss. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And, and that that's my big concern, really. If Arkansas, with a 20% chance to win, according to the ESPN FBI, their offense is going to have to run the ball. I don't have any questions for the defense. And I'll include that. Even if I do have questions, I'll include that in tomorrow's show. But does Arkansas have a chance?